Michelle Turner. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Michelle Turner. Now, Michelle Turner says the big one. So I'm assuming it's 65. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to ask. She is my sister, my Sora, my friend. I'm not going to ask, but she posted up saying it was the big one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. Sorry, I'm late this morning. So I, I, I have a, a my 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 home studio. I've got things that I have to turn on, and uh, and so what? I I don't know. I've been doing this five six years now. You think I would turn on all the damn things that need to get turned on? And I'm staring at this thing like. Why am I freezing? Like, what has happened? I check the Wi-Fi, do all the things. I, I I get out, I come back in, and I'm like, oh, I didn't turn the tower on. Okay. So that, that's the explanation for today. I didn't turn the tower on. So happy birthday, Michelle Turner. Harry Drolls' birthday was Saturday. I sang Friday. And, you know, Harry's not on camera. I don't know when he's coming back on camera. He'll pop, you, know, you know, Harry's like a princess. You know, he's rolls when he feels like it, comes on when he feels like it, talks to me when he feels like it. You know, princess. <laughs> so I don't know what he did for his birthday. I hope he had a good time. I hope it involves some cake, which although he lost all this weight, he might not have any interest in cake anymore. A sliver, something, I don't know. Oh my God, did y'all enjoy the rain yesterday? I did. I did nothing. I mean, I cleaned. I did some house cleaning. Not nearly enough house cleaning, but enough to be respectable. So that's that's where I'm at. House cleaning. Uh, and I need more. I need to do more. Of course. Of course, I need to do more. But I'm not. So there's that. Um, it was a good weekend. It was a very good weekend. Let's see. Friday. Um, oh, Ife had a great family reunion, the Huckabees and all the offsprings and the roots of the Huckabees. So they were here this weekend. So she had that duty to do, which I guess was a good time. All the pictures I saw looked like a good time. So uh, Saturday, I uh, uh, I did a few things. Sunday, I chilled. Uh, it was raining like cats and dogs. And here we are Monday. Here we are Monday. So uh it's all good i you know i can't complain life is going good you know i got some things coming down the hopper that i'm excited about um that i'm really excited about to broaden the skills that i have around producing and uh podcasting so i'm i'm excited and uh you know paul is I don't know, is paul still in tulsa do we have to go down there and get his ass from tulsa what do, I, do we need to get a posse do we have to posse up and go get Paul Bass in Tulsa? I think he's digging it down there. 
no. Let me know. Let me know if I need to get on a velo. Does a velo go to Tulsa? <laughs> if it's not a velo, I don't want it. <laughs> I like that. I could get on. I could get in a get get on a flight in my town and be somewhere else in another part of the country and come back and get off at my town and drive my ass home. I like that. I like it. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I like it. I know the people out there at the airport who bought their houses knowing they were buying near airport. I know it's harsh. I know that is harsh, but sorry, not sorry. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. So uh, what is going on in the Elm? Don't worry about that either. I guess the, the, the folks who are running for mayor is making run is, uh, has raised some money good for them of course they're gonna raise some money people got people got their person who they backing i'm not backing anybody uh, i'm not backing anybody i don't gotta I, i'm just gonna wait and see i'll make my decision when i walk into the polls That's all I'm gonna do. So, what else is going on in the news? I'll tell you what I enjoyed watching. And let me tell you, I started watching it. <laughs> I think I started watching it Friday and I fell asleep on it and I woke up. And I was like on episode seven. I was like, what the hell happened? And I normally don't fall asleep with the TV on. I normally don't do that. Um, um, so it was rather odd that I, I fell asleep, but I fell asleep and I, I tell you what I enjoyed very much. And it's close to how I would want to watch stuff. Uh, what is it? Survival of the thickest. I watched survival of the thickest. This is, um, this is, uh, uh, Michelle uh, Bouteau, uh, Tony Bell, and Tasha Smith. And uh, they got some great people. Garcelle Bouvet, Bouvet is in it. Uh, Peppermint. It's just, it's so charming. So I watched it. It's only eight episodes. It's on Netflix. And uh, and it's about Michelle, Michelle Bouteau is the character interest in this thing. I love it. After after a shocking discovery forces her to make a fresh start, her heartbroken Mavis lets loose during a night out and keeps it real with an old associate. Okay. So anyway, she's a she's a thick girl. She's a thick black girl of Caribbean descent, and uh, and it's, this is this is more about body positivity, and uh, it's so good though. It's like. You know, she's 38, so 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 she's not a kid. And I like that. It's still a little young for my taste because I'm 60. And uh, but I can relate to some of the to some of the struggle, some of it, not all of it, because some of it was just, but you know, but I, I liked it. So if you if you're looking for a nice little rom-com, but with a little bit with some with some flavor and some color to it. This might be just a ticket. 
It's good. It's well, it's well written. Um, you know, it's not cliched. It's good. It's really all the characters. I liked all the characters, even the cads. I liked like even the guy that cheated on her. I liked him and I liked the way he tried to come back at her. I, li- I liked it. Although I, this was valuable. She took him back and then dropped him. Right. Cause she realized, Oh no, 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 no. Can't go back for more where there was less. I get it. And I understand it's all too often we go back for more where there's less because we don't have the wherewithal or the energy to move in another direction. And I get it. And everybody has to reckon that question. Like, I don't, I don't, I I don't like to put my, like, I know what I would do if, if whatever, but I, I don't get to put that on somebody else because everybody's got different reasons for why they stay in stuff and oftentimes for women a lot of times it's about time already put in you know because then they start thinking about what am i going to do who else am i going to find like you know that kind of thinking you know uh I've, i've invested too much we've come too far we've done too much we have history and that and that's the glue that's the that's the glue and the noose I hear it all the time and I hear it indirectly from people, you know, oh, I, you know, but then, but then the magic happens when I see women who was married for 30 years, 40 years, packed ish, and like, I'm out. <laughs> Particularly after the last one is graduated out of college or out the house, I'm out. <laughs> I I don't think I would have the, uh, I wouldn't have the wherewithal to put up with a whole lot of other women kind of mess. I, I, cause I would just wear my spirit down and, and, and I would, it would put me in a, in a battle of competing and I never want to compete. Never, ever, never. Um, and so I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tolerate it. And there's a lot I could tolerate. That's just not one of them. I, I can't tolerate a bevy of other women, you know, particularly if you know he's a cheater, you know, and, and most women know what their husbands are. You know, your significant others are, you know what they are. And, and sometimes you think staying, you just be, well, I didn't put this much time in. Oh, I'm not going to lose everything I got. I was like, girl, if you invested in a pension, get out. <laughs> Listen, I tell anybody on every occasion, the cost of freedom is high. There's a price to be paid for freedom. And, and we, all, we all decide whether or not what, what, we, what it would cost us. And, uh, I, you know, I, I tell you, I found out some things about my ex-husband about some, some time during our marriage that really, you know, after being divorced, I guess 10 years or 12 years or whatever 13 years or whatever it's been it still hurt a little bit not a whole lot not enough to be like take me to my bed and drag me to the ground but enough to be like damn really (laughs) seriously because the truth comes out the truth of things come out whether whether it's today or tomorrow next year or 100 years from now the truth will come out but anyway uh 
Success of the Thickest is pretty good. I, I enjoyed it very much. I'm actually looking forward to season two. If there's a season two, there ought to be a season two. Because you know what? I care about each and every one of the characters. And that's the thing. It's one of these shows, you know, because sometimes you get a show and you care about one or two of the characters. You'd be like, I want to see them win. I want to see them. I want to see how this goes. You know, this one, you care about every single character, even the ones who do dirt. You care about them. You're like, damn. But then you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And her best friend, the guy, I care about him. He is changing his life for this woman. But this woman is tied to an asshole ex-husband. And, and, and you know, when, I, when, when, when they went out to dinner as a family and we're just sitting there, I felt like I was there too. And I was just like, already, I was like, oh boy, he's an asshole dad. He's all, you could already see. And you're like, boy, oh boy. And, and the son, the little boy is going to favor the father because that's his dad. And he's going to look up to his dad. And his dad is going to do everything he can to poison the, the, the son against the, the, the mother's love interest. But he's probably the only one I don't like. But he's not a primary character. He's an asshole guy. And we know we know these guys. We see these guys. We know these guys. So there's that. So if you haven't watched it, get it, get into it. And, and I want to hear your thoughts because it's such a good, it's such a charming show. And although I think if they tone down the big girl stuff, you know, because listen, this is what I know. Fat people already know that they're fat. We already know that we're fat. We don't have to, we don't have to speechify it. We don't have to say it out loud at every turn. Like you see that I'm fat. And I'm not suggesting we ignore it. It's not about ignoring. But as a fat person, I don't walk into every situation and announce, you know, by the way, I'm fat. <laughs> I don't, I don't do that. I don't, I'm not, I'm not making moves and saying, oh, and by the way, I'm fat. And I, I don't, I don't worry myself about, I never get worried about what I'm gonna wear as a fat person. Not, not like. Oh, there's no clothes for me nowhere in the world. I have ridiculous amounts of clothes that look fabulous on me. I'm a fat person. I've been dressing myself since I was a model, since I was a child. I was a model as a child. So I grew up always being conscious of my body. And I, and I remember being fat shamed uh, when I was, a, uh, I guess, a teenager. And I wasn't even fat, which is, but, you know, I, I was... I was compared to my sister who was very, very thin. So compared to my sister, I was fat, but I wasn't fat. <laughs> There's plenty of fat girls in my day, but I wasn't one of them. <laughs> but my sister was very, very thin, very tall. She was six feet tall when she was like, I don't know, fifth grade. And she was like a zero. like zero and my mother my mother just loved that she just loved that and I remember my mother saying to me and I was like I must have been like 14 to 15 years old and I was a size I don't know 12 or something and I stayed a 14 a size 14 all through high school all through college I was a size perfect 14 perfect I could wear any 14 anywhere size 14 and that was considered plus size when I look back at these pictures, I'm like, who 
who the hell ever convinced me that I was fat? I'm fat now. You know, I'm 282 pounds. And uh, I dropped some pounds. I was 302. Now I'm 282. Uh, and I don't have no feelings about saying that. Because I, I, because I tell the truth to myself first. I don't give a damn what the world thinks. The world could think whatever the hell they want to think. They're going to see a big, fat, black woman. But I don't, I don't walk the world as if I'm a big, fat woman. I walk the world as like I'm a, I'm a confident woman. I don't concern myself about my size because I know there's clothes out there for me stylishly. And I dress well. I, I think I have a really nice eye for clothes and stuff. God knows if you come in my apartment, you see clothes everywhere. My whole apartment is one big bedroom. So, uh, so I say all that to say, you know, I, 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 I wish these shows would just, if they have fat people in them, you don't have to keep announcing that they're fat people. We know. Just like you don't have to keep playing blackness. You you can see that I'm black. I don't have to. I don't have to walk into a space and be like, Ungawa, Black Power. You know, I don't have to. <laughs> Although maybe we should do that. <laughs> I just, did I just give myself a 70s vibe? I think I did. So I say all that to say, those of us who are fat, portly, I like to say portly, because I'm like round. I'm like Alfred Hitchcock round. You know what I mean? Like I'm portly. <laughs> Grieving. <laughs> and I... I don't feel no way about that because when you when you are fabulous, you know that you're fabulous. That's all right. So I don't I don't do, do I struggle with uh 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 I, first of all I want people to know everybody on the planet struggles with some insecurity. Some. And then those of us who struggle with it very little, and I struggle with it very little, because what because once it creeps in. I was like, oh, I don't got time for that. <laughs> I got to find a dress for the gala. Let me, let me go through my closet. I mean, there are things that I have that I was like, oh, I don't put on some weight. I can't fit this. Or, oh, I've dropped 20 pounds. Oh, now I could wear this and be all right. Everybody has that, those things. So I don't, I don't, I don't let that turn me upside down. I don't let that drive me crazy. That's the problem. We, we, particularly with women, and I, and I know there are men who struggle with this too, because men are starting to do some of the things that women used to always do to make themselves look better and surgeries and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, that, you know, that, that everybody has these insecurities and, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just what you dwell on and what you want to focus on. Everybody, everybody has an insecurity. Everybody has a little anxiety. I have very little anxiety, very, very little, because I know how to talk myself down from things. And it, and it doesn't mean that I say, oh, let me ignore this feeling. That's quite the opposite. When I start to feel whatever I feel away or whatever, I deal with it immediately so that I'm not sitting in my apartment dwelling on this crying in my beer. I, I'm done with that because I have way way too many, way too much, the time is very short in front of me. So I don't have a whole lot of time to be like, oh, woe was me. I know I have anxiety and all this other kind of stuff and I can't leave my apartment. Oh, I don't have that time. I've, I've had those times in my life, but I have tools so that when that comes on, I deal with it immediately because I don't like suffering. <laughs> I, 
I don't like it. I don't, it, it wears me out to suffer. So I don't suffer. I get to it and then I deal with it, whatever it is. If it's a broken heart or a hangnail, it's all the same. I was like, all right, let me address this. And, and then I figure out my partner's story. What is my partner's story? I don't try to attach blame to nothing, nothing. I just like, all right, what is the truth? What it, where is my partner's story? And I don't even do what could I have done better? What did I do? And then I move on and I work it out. I'm like, all right, note, I won't do that again. Or next time I'll recognize this when this comes up so I don't make the same mistakes. That's what it is for me. I do that kind of work, very purposeful self-work because I can't talk truth to nobody until I talk to truth to myself first. That's it. I tell my truth. I tell myself the truth all the time. I stand in front of my bathroom mirror every morning naked and I examine myself. I like, girl, you is a fine bitch. Badass everything. And that's it. And then I go about my business. Because if I don't tell myself that, the world, the world will grind me to a pulp, will grind me. And if I don't stand in my own beauty and my own abilities about how I think about myself, the world, because we're already telling me, you're fat, you're black, and, and you don't belong nowhere. And I have to push back on that narrative. Well, I, yes, I am fat. Yes, I am black. And I belong everywhere. And I have to push uh, against that narrative all the time, all the time. And I don't do this. Oh, everything is happening to me. Nope. 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 Everything is not happening to me. I know where my children are. They're well. I know where my friends are. They're well. I have a place to live. I'm grateful. I, I eat when I want to eat. I'm not struggling. I don't got to go hunt food. I don't got to go beg. I don't have to do any of that. So immediately, immediately that takes that, that, that sets up gratitude because I don't have any of those problems. And those are real problems for people, real problems. And I don't have no problems. And this is what I've learned. I've learned and I had to learn this over and over. If you don't ask for help, you will keep learning the same damn lessons on, on, on how to ask for help. If you don't ask for help, the same lessons will drag you to make you ask for help. And then once you ask for help, you go to the next level. Life is like one of them little Mario Brothers game. You got to jump to the next level. <laughs> but some people stay stuck at the, 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 at the gate because they, they, they fear insecurity, whatever, this imposter syndrome, foolishness. And I say foolishness not to demean it. I mean, like, I, I stop it. <laughs> I, when, listen, let me, tell you, let me tell you a little something. I walk into a room of white, white people. I never, never, ever, ever think they are better than me. Hell no. I walk into a room of white people. I never think that. <laughs> Just the opposite. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I don't give a damn if they're quantum theory rocket scientists. I don't give a damn if they discovered, you know, I don't care if it's Oppenheimer. I don't give a damn. I walk into a room of white folks. I never think I don't belong. Swear to God. You know why? Because one, Black excellence. Two, went to HBCU. HBCU. Three, I just believe in the beauty and the power and the breadth of Black people. I know what we contributed to this world. I don't know everything because I every day I find some new discovery that we have 
contributed to this world. I'm just saying. <laughs> just, just saying. So, so I don't have imposter syndrome. And when I walk into a room full of black people, I'm like, oh, look at us, look at us, look at us. That's it. I don't concern myself. I don't concern myself with the ways of white folks. That's it. So when I see a show like Success, Thick, Thick, Thickness, Success, Thickness, Success, and I love it, I just want them to not so much focus on fatness because I get we we see it, you know, and 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 maybe there are people out there who who struggle who struggle with their fatness in such a yes, there are people out there who struggle with their fatness in a way that they hate themselves, but then there's so many of us who are out there doing the damn thing and out there saying, you know what, this is what it is, you know, because the world will push back on you. These little health people, all these people, doctors, fat shaming is a real thing. It's a real, real thing. And the people that fat shame know nothing about you, nothing about your life, nothing about what you struggle with, nothing about your anything. They just, they, they just see a fat person and they think, oh, you're just eating too much and you don't do enough. There's a woman uh, that I follow on social media, um, uh, fat, fat Chef Running. What is it? Fat Chef Running, Fat Girl Running. And, uh, and she runs. And she used to be, and people are mean to her. Now, listen, I dare say, not many of us can run marathons, <laughs> fat or skinny. <laughs> there's a lot of us the majority of us cannot get through a 5k now having done a 5k and have been the last one to cross the finish line an old lady beat me (laughs) we were the the last two and i know she was like i'm not gonna let that nigga beat me (laughs) say nigger i don't know harry can we say nigger i just said it but that's how I thought she, that's how I was thinking she would have said, because we were in Brantford at the Frosty 5K. This was like, I don't know, a gazillion years ago. And I I wanted to do a 5K, so I did it. I trained, I trained, I trained. Mubarak trained me, I trained. I did it. But I was, it was 2,000 people in this race. I was dead last. I don't care. I did it. I'm never running another 5K unless it's from zombies. And at the rate we're going, we might have zombies pretty soon. But anyway. <laughs> so so she runs and she's running all over the place and she runs and she's serious about this but she hasn't lost any weight and people are just like oh what are you doing you're doing it wrong and blah blah blah, blah. you know everybody's bar and i i think sometimes it gets to her because people are cruel they are and she uh and every time she posts you know the haters come and they say oh you're doing this running. What are you doing? You must be eating too much, all this kind of stuff. And she put up a post saying, I don't need y'all to talk about my body. I don't need you to do anything. And I'm thinking to myself, all these people that got these comments ain't running nowhere. <laughs> this woman has run marathons. And I remember she was slated to run the Boston Marathon and she got sick or she got hurt and she couldn't do it. But she's been running all these. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, if people don't shut their mouths, I dare say nobody in those comments is doing what this woman is doing. Fat, skinny, whatever. 
Not doing it. Child. So that's how I know people are mean and they'll say mean things. And, 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 and there's a, you know, I, I said this, I think the early part of the year or last year that I was going to make it my business to sort of um, talk about fat shaming, you know, all, all kinds of ways that people fat shame us. Doctors, I get it from my, I told you I have a cardiologist. He just loves to fat shame me. And I think he's thinking it's like, like, like a lot of people, like my mother, like anybody, you think they're helping, you know, and they're not, you know, I'm fat for a lot of reasons. A lot of it is psychological. A lot of it is childhood trauma. And I don't make excuses. Fitness is not the goal for me. Do I need to lose weight? Probably. Am I losing weight? Yeah. Is it going fast? Nope. <laughs> I don't have no magical. Fitness is not the goal. You know what's the goal? Breath. Having breath every single day is the goal. Yes, yes. Those of us who are fat, some of us, not all of us, some of us are on medications we like to get off. I, that's my thing. I like to get off these medications. I don't have no desire to be a size 12 or a 10, whatever the hell. I, I have no desire to be that. What I'd like to do is get to a size or not even a size, get to a weight that just brings all the numbers into alignment. That's all. I'm fabulous looking. Listen, I have sex. No one complains. <laughs> I fly on planes. I get the extender. <laughs> I wear nice clothes. I have gowns. I don't, I never look terrible. Not that terrible is a, a problem. You know, I, I know how I like to look and I look it. That's it. That's it. So I say all this to say, I like the show. I just, I just need a show to go to the next level without reminding us that we're big girls and thick girls. You know, and I'm glad that her character doesn't have low self-esteem, that she's a stylist. The fact that she's a stylist and she looks fly all the time, I like that because we don't see those, you know, they always want us in these little you know, moo-moos and, and I got no beef with the moo-moo. I throw on a caftan and some drape, drape, drapey earrings in a minute and be fabulous. But they put her in fashion forward clothes because she's a stylist and she looks good. And the fact that um, uh, 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 Miss uh, Bouvet is in it, Gabrielle, Gabrielle Bouvet is really nice because uh, she's not plus size either, but she's thicker than she was when she was a supermodel. And and you and you and she brings a nicety, you know, to that because what we imagine sometimes is not what is. And uh, and so that's a nice that's a nice thing, you know. And she's got uh, Tasha in there with I love her hair in this thing. And it's like a nat nat natural big hairdo, um, who is you know struggling with her sexuality at, at a you know in her forties. So I mean it's such a it's such a great cast and a great storyline that's smartly written. That's the thing. It's smart, it's not cliched, it's not, it's not fall fat jokes and all this other kind of stuff and can't fit into stuff. And I love it. So so I'm just saying we are we are moving toward uh some parody around how we see fat people, you know. 
And if we could just get people to stop thinking that we have to have fat jokes at every turn, you know, um, then that would go a long way to sort of um, helping people understand that fat people are people. <laughs> we're not, we're not aliens. <laughs> just we're just fat people fat people need love <laughs> the heavyweight lover <laughs> yeah. and it's and it does and it doesn't mean that we don't care about ourselves have you seen stylish fat people they care more than anybody <laughs> i'm one of them i care deeply about how i show up in the world you know but that's not because i need the world's opinion or the world's uh, affirmation. Mm -mm. For me, the world is a stage and I like to be on it. And so when I step onto the world stage, I like to show up like, I, I, this is this is my party and thank you all for coming. <laughs> that's, that's, how I, that's how I run the world. I don't, you know, I know how to make my body look amazing. I know how to, and I'm not one of these people, let it all hang out and just, whatever i that's not comfort for me that's not that's not comfortable for me i'm not you're not going to see me in a crop top but the sisters and the and the women's that wear that stuff you're all making it better for all of us you're making it better for all of us you're making it better for all of us i'm not wearing that stuff first of all because not because i think it doesn't well for me i don't like it for me but that's it you know, but but listen, I don't wear high heels either. I love high heels, but I don't wear high heels anymore. You know, I don't want to be tottering on in high heels. And that doesn't mean I don't think anybody should wear high heels. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm I, the days of high heels are beyond me. You know, you know, and I, I, I have lots of high heels, lots and lots and lots of high heels that are in my closet, that my daughters come and steal periodically when they want to be cute because they know mom got the good stuff. So they come and hijack high heels. I'm like, okay, girls, wear them, you know? So I don't know if my sister still wears high heels. She has given me some shoes because uh, I like when I, I tell you what, I'm one of these people, I like when my sister give me shoes. One, because my sister keeps shoes very, very nice 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 like my sister keep her shoes nice 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 i'm hard on shoes i always have been like i wear shoe down <laughs> I, do. I do my sister keep nice shoes but what i like when my sister give me shoes she's already worn them a gazillion times so when i slip my feet into them ooh, they nice they fit good so i i like that <laughs> That's my thing. I I like a worn shoe <laughs> that's in good shape. Otherwise, I can't do it. New shoes, I don't like new shoes. Mm -mm. It'll take me a while to get used to a new shoe. It really does. I, I've i always been like that. It's like, and I'll buy shoes and I won't wear them for two years. And then I, all of a sudden I'll start wearing. But I'm like that with clothes too. I, you know, I haven't bought anything new in a very long time. I think the thing I bought new, Ife and I were walking down the street and I picked up a little gray thing, cold shoulder. And I don't even like cold shoulder, but I just couldn't pass that up because I was like, oh, this is cute. And it was a tunic. And I love a tunic. Um, 
and and I I don't even know when the last time I bought some clothes, but I I don't need to buy clothes. I have a gazillion clothes, which I need to go through and be like out 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 out. You're out. <laughs> you're in. You're out. You're in. You're out. I need to go and do do some of that kind of work. I swear to God, I I've got summer clothes somewhere I need to go and look for because I was like what. I know I got, and I was thinking, I woke up, I was like, I got shorts somewhere. And I, I really wear shorts too. Shorts are not my thing, but I have a couple of pairs of shorts that I really like. And I was like, I got to go find those. <laughs> I have shorts? Yes, I do. I haven't worn shorts in a couple of years. So I don't know where, I got to go dig them out and decide if I want to keep them and get rid of them. I've got lots of, uh, I love a maxi dress. I've got tons of maxi dresses. And I, haven't, I haven't put one on at all this summer. Not one maxi dress at all. I was like, oh, okay. So that's how I am though. Like this summer, I don't, I don't know why I'm not wearing a maxi dress this summer. I've got a bunch of dresses. I was like, okay. All right, I didn't put this on. I've got, I've got all kinds of things. Now next summer, it might be all about maxi dresses again. I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna wear maxi dresses and caftans and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see. But that's, you know, that's how I am. I'm like that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like that. I am like that. I'm like that. So yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. So I'm I'm gonna go on this crusade crusade about fetching. Stop it. Stop it. You know, because shaming, shaming doesn't help anybody. I learned this as a parent. I learned this as a person in the world. Uh, we we and, and we are on our we we are each our own worst critics. I mean we are, and uh, and I think the pressure for women to look comely and that's an old biblical word for attractive, you know, uh, and the pressure for women and women are their own own assassins around how they look and how they show up in the world. And I just refuse, I just, I'm just refusing that. And I just think if anybody digs me, they just dig me. And if they're repulsed by fatness, then they're not for me. I I, I don't, I'm not convincing. <laughs> I'm pretty good at convincing people to dig me, huh? <laughs> Don't have that energy. Like you dig me or you don't. I what the hell? <laughs> Who's time? Time for that. Oh, she's fat. Yeah. All right. What? <laughs> what's your, what's your message? <laughs> okay, keep it moving. Go ahead on. Go find go find somebody thin <laughs> that suits you. I I don't I don't know what when people say that or do that or act that way. I don't know what do they think that's some kind of motivation. Oh, I want this person so bad. I'm a what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my lord! I'm like, child. Mm -mm. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's that's my that's my push. That's my personal pushback. I show up in spaces, and I and I, you know, this whole notion of taking up space. I take up space, and I, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed. Listen. I'm not ashamed. 
if I if I if I'm going down the road, my tummy bumps you in the back of your head. Well, that's just what it is. It's fluffy. <laughs> it's not steel. It's soft. <laughs> my pillow, my fupa. <laughs> it's like the Grand Canyon. <laughs> soft though, soft. Marshmallowy. I'm puffy. <laughs> I'm the original puffy. I don't, I'm not sweating it. I used to, I used to have a thing about this. I don't, I don't know. When I turned 50, I just was like, all bets are off. Damn this. And now that I'm 60 and listen, what is the average lifespan in America? 78, 80? Are you kidding me? So that means I got not quite 20 more years. I got to get this thing in. I can't, there are so many things that I cannot worry about moving into, into the next phase there's so many things i don't know nobody who would be on their deathbed thinking damn it i should have drank more green smoothies what <laughs> oh no 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 and i'm listen i'm not knocking the green smoothies but i don't want to i think for me is i don't want to sacrifice a well-lived life for these these things that supposedly will set you up for a well-lived life. The only thing that sets you up for a well-lived life is if you live well in your life right now, however way you are in the world. You know, if you if you eat the potatoes, have the slice of cake, drink the champagne that's that's not the problem and and if there is a problem just solve it but don't you know if you like green smoothies eat drink them <laughs> but if you're just doing it because there's some destination in the end and you're giving up all the things and i'm not listen i'm not suggesting that people do away with dieting i'm not suggesting that there are ways to sort of get to goals where you are not just not eating real food and healthy food and things that you like to eat, you know, your cultural food. I'm not saying that because we all have done it. We all have had potions and pills and all manner of things. Uh, and that's not sustainable, you know? And there's nothing worse than gathering with loved ones and you're like, I can't have that. I can't have that. I can't have that. I can't have that. Oh no, I'm dieting. I'm dieting. I can't have that. Do you know what I mean? That's not celebratory. And it's, and it just makes you feel othered, you know, because what you're trying to do is get to a place where once again, you might be able to have those things. So I don't know. I don't know. I just admire people who sort of do it a different way. And, uh, with great success and uh and that's a lesson for us all you know to do it a different way you know and not beat people up about it or whatever just allow people some grace you know just allow allow yourself some grace give yourself some grace and uh and comparison is dangerous you know comparison is very dangerous you know, and surround your people who just dig you because they dig you, you know, 
and and there's a lot of uh a lot of uh fat shaming that goes on in the world and 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 this sense of what people imagine you are if people dig you they dig you that's it so i'm just saying as i drink my cinnamon infused coffee this is my new thing it's not a new thing i've been doing it for a while what i have been doing is putting the cinnamon in the grind in the grounds and then letting the water pour over it it just gives it a nice flavor which i enjoy very very much so anyway um that's my that's my my issue on on uh thickness for success or success thickness or whatever it's called such a good little show watch it and uh and then come back and tell me what you think i know y'all we all watch some of the same stuff and uh, uh and yeah yes i'm pissed off about queen uh queen charlotte didn't get any emmy nods because they're not used to seeing black people like that they're just not <laughs> snowfall uh queen there was a whole bunch of black stuff that didn't get a nod. <laughs> they're not gonna then listen those are their those are their awards and uh yeah so they're not gonna listen they don't they don't want to see a whole takeover like that so so fear not lovelies just keep watching the shows that you like and you know the NAACP and all the other awards that we frequent and love uh will give us awards so I'll be back it's about time for me to take a break I'll be back in a minute Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at
What's happening, beautiful people? Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. It's Monday, Monday in the Elm, and it looks pretty uh, bright, although smoky. I think smoke is coming back. <laughs> I'm telling you, ten years from now, they're gonna all of us that breathe in this smoke, we're gonna have all kinds of problems after the fact. And who can we sue? Canada? I don't know. Can we sue Canada for this? Will Canada pay all our bills once we have lung cancer or whatever the hell, or respiratory distress? Oh, we are not good stewards of the earth. I read this thing the other day that said um, groundwater, um, we have pumped so much groundwater out of the earth that is pulling the earth off its axis a little bit. I don't know what people think is going to happen. <laughs> we when we completely desecrate the earth and none of us got nowhere to go rich people poor people alike i i don't know what's happening i don't know who i need to speak to about this <laughs> we are not we're not doing the earth any we the humans are bad for the earth hands down we're just bad for the earth <laughs> and i think the rest of the animal kingdom going to get together and hold a vote and say you know what? It's time for humans to be extinct. <laughs> We've been here all this time. And every time we turn around, humans got some development. They're taking ground away. They're polluting the earth, not just the air, but the seas, the grounds, everything. So the animal kingdom is going to take a vote. And then they got to do their best to like push us off this planet. And, and they don't have a lot to do. Well, if we're doing a good job our damn selves, we can't stop having wars. I don't understand this whole concept of war. In this day and age, in 2023, why are we still fighting over land that has been here forever and ever and ever and ever? I, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't want to get it. Everybody's fighting over something. Why? Everybody can enjoy this land. I know, I know that's very simplistic. Oh, Babs, you understand. Uh, uh. I listen, I understand fighting. I understand there's not a there's no new earth being made. <laughs> hey Harry, what's what's good? Harry got your arms out. Look at you. <laughs> hey Babs. Giving us a little something, something this morning. <laughs> Actually, I was saying maybe this is a little bit too much because I'm in the office. So I'm, I'm like. You feel exposed. Yeah. No, but I have a shirt that I just took off because I spilled coffee on it. Um, but I'll put it back on. Hi. I feel it's nice naked. To see your arms and your tattoos. I feel naked. <laughs> yeah, you you would, Harry, considering that you wear like eight layers of t-shirts. <laughs> now you feel like you in uh uh the full Monty. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I think, you know, it's very narcissistic of us to think that we're going to, that we're the ones doing something like the earth's been in a, a wobble for a while and it's not us. It's what's happening in space that we have to worry about <laughs> that. You know, I think, I doubt that the dinosaurs were saying, man, you know, those rhinoceros, they show up, you know, they take dumps. This is going to affect the earth. You know, they just when they were thinking, you, you know what? We'll just kill all these 
rhinos off or we'll kill this or a media hit. So that's what we got to worry about. What's coming? Listen, listen and we got to worry about what's in space, and we got to worry about what's on the what's on the ground too, because. You know, well, we got to worry about us, right? <laughs> we got to worry about the other human beings that are not that evolved yet. <laughs> right? So look, so <laughs> this story that that I'm going to read right now is crazy vibes. I mean, if this doesn't say everything about our condition as human beings, uh, right? So Italians, there's a movement like in Italian Twitter or it's Italian TikTok or whatever, Italians are groping themselves in protest of judges' shock ruling that it's not sexual assault if it's under 10 seconds. <laughs> so I, I saw that, Harry. I'm thinking. Hmm. So then what? So I could grab whatever I want and as, lo- as long as I have a timer on and I get off at 10, at nine seconds, I'm good. It's not sexual assault. Mm. I, wonder if, I wonder if this rule would be any good if women start grabbing men by the crotch. You know, men are, we're not right. So we might enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, just how, long does it, how long does it take to fire a gun, Harry? Well, I should not say we'll enjoy it. Don't touch me, people. I know, because Harry, you know. <laughs> yeah, don't you, don't touch me. You be gonna smack some woman to the ground, <laughs> right? And in and in part of the ruling, Babs. Now, this was three. Uh, there were three judges on the panel that were women, and part of <laughs> part of their ruling was that the girl, the woman, the young lady who um, was 22 years old when she got sexually assaulted, that she was, she was too masculine to, for the guys to actually want her. This is other woman does, saying that they don't you know, believe that it was sexual assault because she's not very alluring. She's she's masculine. You know, Harry, you know what I say. You know, I always say you don't have to be white to do the work of white supremacy. You don't have to have a you. You can have a vagina. You don't have to not, have a penis. <laughs> and you can have a vagina and still not do and still not hold uphold the tenets of feminism. You can have a vagina, which doesn't make you equal or smart. <laughs> it, it, you know how vagina doesn't make you smart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does it take intelligence to understand that sexual assault isn't about any of those things? Nothing. It has nothing to do with it. Nothing, Harry. Not what you're wearing. Not how you look. Not yeah. what time of day it is. <laughs> right. I'm like, what? What is going on here? I feel like, like we're just falling backwards down the. St- there's a time. It's just we like we are. We are, and women are helping it. <laughs> women I, are helping it. I yeah. I was dumbfounded when I read this thing because it's just like it makes no sense at all. I tell you what, I'm fascinated by Harry, the the, the serial killer rapist guy that they that they ran up on in New York. 
Yep. And they caught him because he he's the pizza in the garbage. <laughs> I think people who commit crimes, Harry, think that nobody that the police just are not looking for them. Do you know what I mean? Like the <laughs> well, the person is dead. We can't do anything about it. Well, I, don't, be, I don't think I don't think people think that police are working on these. Cases. Yeah, but to be fair, he got away with so many. He's like, I know. <laughs> well, this was pre DNA, Harry. So all right. these cats that committed these crimes, they, that's they the thing for you. That's the thing that especially since all the murderers and rapists in the world are signing up for ancestry. You know, so it's like the police don't even need a warrant for that. <laughs> I know. All they do is they go, uh, do you have do you happen to have this DNA on file? <laughs> oh yeah, we do. Oh so we'll we'll sign up for a uh membership and you give me all of their DNA details and everything. So you know it's the same thing as um I read an article the other day that now the FBI, the Department of Justice, no longer has to get a warrant to get your information because the social media companies own your information. So what they do is they go and they buy your information from the social media company. Like like anybody else. Like anybody that, else. Like Macy's and, <laughs> and, and Amazon. Yeah, so it's like, what? So it's like, oh, I ain't going to give you my, my phone. You crazy? You, I'm not going to give you my phone. They're like, oh, no problem, because you have all these geo tags from all like Google Maps. They're selling your information. To the I FBI. know. Harry is like, listen, oh, we know you killed this person because <laughs> you were here, 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 here. And we see you with the geo tags and cameras. Come yep. On. I don't know. See, I told you, serial killers is coming to an end for you. It really is coming to an end. Everybody's got ring doorbells. Everybody got tags. Everybody. The problem is, is that what the what is it, the Fourth Amendment privacy, right? So it's so funny that you're gonna have rapists and serial killers taking it to the Supreme Court. <laughs> that they're, they're, I have they're a right, right? Yeah, it's been violated. Listen, you, <laughs> you can't killer. go buy my information off of Google. Serial killing is a private act. <laughs> and they might win, right? Because it's like, can the government use a backdoor to get your information where they would normally have to get a warrant? Um, right now, yes. Put your, if you willingly put your stuff up on social media for anybody to see, yeah. Big game. Yeah. I mean, because we have all of these different you know like, like um blumenthal and everything who's always fighting the social media companies because they violate our privacy and sometimes they don't even tell us that they're selling our information and stuff like that so they're going after them for that so it's like okay so if the government's going after these social media companies for selling our information to everybody why is the government also buying it but as long as it's legal, you know, you could say, oh, that's 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 a bad thing to do, but it's still legal. Listen, Harry, I, I there's no such thing as privacy. <laughs> I want people to understand that. There's no such thing as privacy. I don't know why people think that, you know, 
Because you could get a you could get a court order to get information of just about anything. And whether you use it in a court of law is not, is nothing. You could build a case around all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I read an article where these guys um they hacked into the ring people's actually workers of the company ring who were basically threatening people through their ring cameras and doorbells and and blackmailing them for stuff like what what can i i'm trying to think what can i be blackmailed about for for me for me in my house if they're gonna sell my video i walk if there's no visitors i walk around naked right (laughs) so they could put the video uh, i mean i'm not you ain't gonna blackmail me for that i'm just that god gave me this so but, but if people get caught in compromising positions, like you know, when your when your spouse goes to work and somebody comes yeah. in every day consistently, all right, that that might jam you up. And, and here's the thing, right? So there's privacy so privacy zones that you could set up in your house, right? So you could black out certain areas of your house. Now, of course, these are the people working, so they probably have access to those privacy zones. But for the regular hacker who sits outside your house. Hacks into your camera. You you could have privacy zones, um. But then you don't see anybody. Like I forget to shut off my privacy zone, and now anybody could come in and steal it, and it's blacked out because I forgot to turn it off. And so if they call you up and say, "Mr. Jones, you either pay us five hundred thousand dollars, or we're gonna put your videos out there." Go ahead. <laughs> The worst, the worst you're gonna do is have me and my wife in compromising positions, but she's my wife. <laughs> but she's my wife, so it's not like it's, it's not like it's some, gonna hurt some other me. woman. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna hurt me. <laughs> uh, I'm with you, Harry. I'm like, I, I, what, go ahead, do whatever you want. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, I if you're gonna put it on porn sites, I want a uh, royalty. I want a royalty. I'm I'm gonna play the Kim Kardashian card. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's all. I want, a, I want a piece of that. <laughs> you're gonna package it. I want a piece. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not gonna get it. Harry, did you see these bears are losing their minds? Well, they're not <laughs> losing their minds. What they're trying to do is reclaim their land. <laughs> Bears going to people's houses, climbing in windows, going. They know where the refrigerator. Well, they can smell where the food is. Yeah, but you got to think the bears thinking to himself. You know, I remember leaving something on this spot, and now there's a house here. (laughs) This is my spot. I used to live here. Like, wait a minute. Eminent domain is going to walk. It's like the other day I saw a report about sharks attacking people and they're like, we have shark infested waters. No, we have human infested waters. The sharks belong there. Yeah, they, they live here. We don't live in the water. None of us are Aquaman. None of us. Yeah, I'm like, the poor sharks get a bad rap. Shark infested waters. No, that's where they live. It's us. Harry, I saw them off the alligator went through the dog door. Harry, I would have lost my mind. You come around the corner in the kitchen and there's a big ass alligator. <laughs> Delivery. 
they had to have the pest control people come and they got the alligator out. I was like, what to do with that? Because if you turn it loose, you know what it's going to do. It has memory, so it'll come back. So now they got to take the alligator to some unknown place. So it's the same thing as when I had squirrels coming into the house. They're like, well, we have to find its route because it has memory. It'll come, it, regardless if we close the hole off, it'll come back and create the, another hole. Yeah. Because it's it remembers. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, well, what the hell? So can we just poison the squirrels? No, we can't just poison the squirrels. I'm like, well, I could. <laughs> I started leaving rat poison and they started dying off. And I felt, oh my God, Harry. And Don't I was have like, the- you know you're going to have the Peter people coming after our ass. <laughs> Look, this was years ago. This is like 20 years ago. Oh, okay. They won't come and, that. And in my bathroom, my master bathroom, it was when I had the house on Dwight Street. In my master bath, all of a sudden, these, um, what you call the, you know, the white things that turned to maggots. <laughs> maggots started falling from the ceiling. The the vent in the ceiling. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, we're now we're I'm infested. And all of a sudden they started turning to flies and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, what happened? Called pest control. And he's like, You have dead squirrels in your vent. And I'm like, Oh, I did put rat poison on the roof. <laughs> you know, I was like, Well, I was trying to stop them from coming in. I, I had I had yeah, they, um, they was coming in to die. <laughs> yeah, I had um done the roof like twice, and it cost the arm and a leg to fix the roof every time the squirrels broke it. So yeah, it was like they started. Then they started dying off, and it was like, well, I think they will remember this. If they got a good memory, I'm like, tell your friends. They're like, okay, that house, that house, not that house. <laughs> <laughs> that house, that house. Not and the pest control guy told me, you can't kill squirrels. I'm I like, don't think you can really kill anything, Harry, honestly. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean I can't kill squirrels? You know, one time I left the basement open. You remember that, that scene in E.T. when he's hiding in the closet and he's a head amongst heads? Yeah. You know, well, I left the basement open and I went down to the basement. I'm like, oh, my God, I left it open. And Karen was in there looking for something for Christmas. And all of a sudden, she's like, it was amongst the stuffed animals, my daughter's old stuffed animals. And all of a sudden, the eyes glisten. And she's like, and the possum moved. Ah! Huge possum. And it gave birth in my basement. Oh, my God. What do you think that? Do you call pest control? Yeah, they... By the time they got there, she had migrated to somewhere else with her babies. But I was oh. like, geez, and this was in New Haven. I'm like, I can't deal with all these pests. It's bad enough that we had tenants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can't do nine of those. You can't feed them rat poison. No, you cannot do that. That's murder. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, so yeah, so the bears are just, you know, there's a lot of bears and, and they had passed, they had passed the law that for certain, you could shoot a bear now, but you have to have 
Pause. I, I don't want to. That, that's that's the best we could come up with. <laughs> Which is weird, right? It's like we can't just transport them to the Appalachia somewhere where they could thrive with other like Harry. Like, <laughs> like, like why are we trying to kill them? Like, you're gonna be like um, Ron DeSantis recruiting people to get on a bus <laughs> to drive them to Appalachia. <laughs> Well, well, he's not sitting in Appalachia. He's sitting in the states with with Democratic know, governors. But, but wouldn't it be the same thing? Open a bear bus. Listen, Harry, you see, you see the farmers in Florida piss the hell off. You see all of them. <laughs> Wait, did you see the? Did you see where some white folks went to help the farmers? <laughs> Harry, they lasted half a day. <laughs> The man you know, out there was like, listen, whoever could come, they can help me. And then they can take whatever fruits and vegetables that they could after, you know, after we make the harvest, whatever is left, y'all could just take it. Um, yeah. And I, I was reading the article this past week and the license. So if you have a driver only license, which means you're an immigrant. You know, like in in Connecticut, you could get a driver's license if you're an immigrant. Um, you can't take the license that you get in Connecticut. Like I could take my license to Connecticut, wherever in America. But if you're an immigrant and your license only says driver only, which means they can't really verify your information from wherever you come from, but they're giving you a license to drive in the state. Um, you can't take that to Florida. You're locked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so you, you. I mean. Uh, there's a fair warning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, and they know it. I mean, the folks who, you know, but listen, Texas, California, uh, Texas, California, Florida, all those states that have crops, wineries, all these things, Harry, they're hurting for people. So now you go to the store and you're going to get orange juice for, you know, $80. <laughs> yeah. DeSantis is crazy. <laughs> you know, he had to fire his whole staff, Harry, because, you know, he's, He's falling down in the polls. Well, I, I heard a few of them quit too, right? So, yeah, like, <laughs> well, that they, part <laughs> they're jumping off the sinking ship. Yeah. But um, listen to him talk, Harry. He sounds like sounds like a high strung Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I, I actually haven't been watching the campaign stuff, but um, I know what what they're trying to do is they try to get more work visas, but you're working against the current administration. Why is the current administration going to give you work visa? You know what I'm saying? So they're like, oh, we only want legal immigrants. I get that. But not in a campaign season. Yeah. When you're working against the current administration. So you had to, you know, like delay this action because it's hurting. Now, yeah, I mean, I think, I think this, I think it takes a lot of chutzpah and ego, Harry, to run for president, right? It does. It takes a lot of, you have to be like, but, but you know, the other for, part for of that some, is. right? For some. because for, for some. Because there's people who are never going to get out the 0%, but they're going to get that federal money, that federal funding that they qualify for. So I guess, I mean, for some, it takes a lot of chutzpah, but for some, it's just like, it's an influx of cash, 
for their next campaign and something else. You know what I'm saying? So, and then but, look, all the insurance companies that are dropping Florida homeowners. I just think Ron DeSantis needs to go and deal with that. Like you got a lot on your plate, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can come to my state talking about something or anything when your state is going to hell. <laughs> I was like, you got to go, go handle your state, man. Get out of here. Out of Montana, go here. You know, I, I, I've always been surprised. It's just like, how do you get insurance? How do you get tornado insurance in Oklahoma, knowing that a tornado I don't know, is coming? Harry. I don't need that, must be cost you an arm and a leg. Right? And it's the same thing in Florida. I'm like, how do you get hurricane insurance when you know a hurricane is gonna hit? It's the same with those people that have those houses on the cliffs of California. Yeah, yeah, that that makes no sense either, right? So I don't know like, how get that like how do you get insurance all the way up there knowing that it's gonna it's gonna come any, on a bad year your house gonna slide into <laughs> yeah it's like with all your possessions with everything harry everything yeah all your documents it's different like I, I remember a chris rock joke where he said that he's been paying insurance because it's just in case insurance right just in case something happens right and he said but if nothing happens should they give you a refund <laughs> right every year <laughs> right? so for me it was like that right i haven't had an accident in the whole about uh, 30 years and i just had that car accident and i was thinking okay i wonder they're gonna give me problems and everything but actually liberty mutual turned around and gave me the money quick but I was thinking, they have to be thinking to themselves, man, we've been making out on this guy, on his cars, his kids' cars, everybody's cars with no accidents for 30 years. We good. Let's just pay, you know, for his car. <laughs> but that's something that you go, okay, if it happens once in 30 years, we got this covered because we made money. But if you're in Florida, especially on certain parts of Florida. On the coast and all that other you stuff. Know, it's like, you know, how, how do you get hurricane insurance? And you know hurricane season is every year. <laughs> <laughs> and how often do you build back, Harry, after you had your house destroyed? Like, how often yeah. do you do that? Do, when do you say, you know what? <laughs> I got to well, go inland. <laughs> it's like, it's like some they had somebody on the news today that said that they're still paying from when they had to fix for hurricane for Katrina and yeah. then, then another hurricane hit that they had to take other loans for that, but they're still paying the Katrina loans. There are people in New Orleans who, who haven't even gotten their Katrina money yet. Right. So it's like, my God. So how do you even stay there? If you had to take a loan for Katrina, then the next hurricane and then this, how do you keep, you must really love your spot because it's like, I'd be gone. I'd be. Yeah, it, only, it would only take one time for me, Harry. Yeah. I'm kidding you. One time. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's like Oklahoma. Tornado. What do they call it? Tornado Alley. It's like, okay. One time. It, it wipes out everything. Then they go. But this community has built, has been rebuilt four times. And it's like four times. Why, why would you just keep going back? Give me my money. I'll go buy some somewhere else. I don't know. I don't, I don't, 
I don't know. I don't know, Harry. I really, it would and take, the one, I would take one time because I would be too nervous every time the season started. I would just be like, <laughs> I would just be too nervous. I'd be like, oh God, I can't. Oh, it's about to be that season. I got to go. No, I don't know. I don't know. You know, if you go to Puerto Rico, they have these concrete houses. They, they're one floor concrete houses and the hurricanes come and they destroy everything around the house. But those houses don't go anywhere. It's just like, that's what if, if I live somewhere like, why would I build a house that's going to fly off? <laughs> I'd be living on a flab of concrete and maybe in a bunker down below. I don't know. <laughs> I, it just, it breaks my heart because I see whole neighborhoods and whole towns just destroyed. I don't know how you recover from that. Like there are places that are, have not recovered from any of these storms, right? And you see these people rebuild. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not one of these people that will ride it out. I'm not a ride you out storm. Particularly if I live in a place where this is problematic. No, because they tell you a hurricane's coming. I'm going to be on the next plane to New York or to Connecticut. I'm not going to stay there. People be staying there waiting for the storm to hit. Yeah. I'm just going to board up my window. Yeah, I'm no, not no. that guy either. It's going to take your whole house. You know, then you find people in their bathtubs 20 miles away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm not that guy, except if I was by myself. But I'm okay. not chancing my family. Yeah. With it. I don't know. I, I would like to talk to people, Harry, and see, like, what is it that makes you stay? And I get it. If, if you've been someplace, Harry, and your family's been there, you've got roots there. You know, you got roots, and that's that's powerful. So well, I'm, well, I'm I'm ready to uproot. I, I'm <laughs> not I'm not married to anything except for my wife. <laughs> I'm with you, Harry. I'll put some roots down somewhere. You see this this weekend in Pennsylvania. Um, a family got basically swept away, right? So it was a they were the, visiting the flooding, right? The, yeah, flooding. the flooding. So they were visiting somebody for a party or something, and they were on the road, and all of a sudden, seven inches of rain came down. Yeah, in less than an hour, it's just like you know they were in Moses' days without the ark. So the the father grabbed the, I think seven year old, something like that. And the mother and the grandmother were going to grab the four-year-old and the nine-month-old. I mean, oh, the two-year-old. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the two-year-old and the nine-month-old. And um, they got swept away. I think they found the grandmother and the mother, you know, hurt but alive. And But they didn't find the kids. The See, two-year-old. I, I, I don't even know how you would come back from that. Like, I, I don't even know how you. So I don't know what you do after that well the the right and the thing is is that it was it's flash flooding that's why you get the flash flooding warnings um and there was so much water that they thought that they thought um that they had to leave the car in order to survive so and leaving the car was the wrong thing to do the wrong thing to do i i i think i think there's a and i'm not blaming these people harry but i think people need to when they say Flash warnings, this rain, because they told people yeah. this rain is coming. And I don't think people understand the magnitude of rain. 
and what it can do. I think people think, well, I could make it. It's like when people drive through floods and they think, oh, I could make it until their car gets carried away. Yep. And then you got to go and rescue these people because car. Yeah. I think I need people to just pay attention and heed that and be like, okay, let me just, I know I need to get home, but let me hunker down for a day or two until this, whatever. Listen to the news and say, whatever. I don't know. I don't know how to, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm with you, Harry. I don't know if I would risk so much. Yeah. Um, like this weekend, the Channel 8 app um, did a, a warning, a tornado watch warning. Um, Karen's like, well, what do, what do we do if it switches from a warning to an, the alert that there's a tornado? And then when we go to the basement, there's nowhere else to go. Um, but the basement, everything else could be taken away where in the basement we should be safe. And she's like, oh, my God, what if? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, but we're running to the basement. Make sure everything, your phone is charged and everything. But it is, it's, I mean, what do you do? I, most people, if you've never had to live through that, you just panic. Yeah. So a lot of people leave their houses. No, you're running into the hurricane, you know, the tornado. You're running into your house. If you don't have a basement, get in a tub. Yeah. You can't just run out into a storm. Yeah. It is worse. So it it is. It's weird. It's it's so weird. But and then for flash stuff like that, you're on a highway and all of a sudden. It was bad, Harry. It, it was really, really bad. And I was yeah, like, you know, I know they told people. <laughs> a highway turns into a river. That's scary crap. I, I don't know if I would have risked it with my children. I don't, I don't think so. I think I would have said that wherever you was at for the party, you hunker down for well, a they day were, or two. They were on their way to the party. Oh, so I don't know. I don't, I don't like playing with weather like that. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I really don't. Because I... I don't like to, that's just a chance I don't want to take. So anyway, all right. It was good talking to you. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk about something else. <laughs> all right. Have a, have a good one, Harry. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Love Bad Love Talk. I'm WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio and cue music, Harry. <laughs> <laughs>